The Wine Taste Podcast. This is Antonello Biancalana and welcome to our new episode of the Wine Taste Podcast. After having took a break from the sensorial tasting of wine, we are now going to resume this subject and uh, in the previous episode dedicated to the sensorial wine tasting, we're talking about the wine appearance. And in this episode we are going to talk in fact, about sparkling wine appearance and how a sparkling wine should appear on a glass. The most important aspect for a tasting point of view, although not the very important part of a sparkling wine, of course, are bubbles, so the so-called effervescence. Although this is not the only aspect to be considered in the sensorial wine tasting, however, uh, this is the aspect where tasters put more attention more than any other aspect. First of all, uh, let's clear this fact. How the effervescence is uh, produced in a sparkling wine? Everyone knows probably that the effervescence in uh, sparkling wine is produced by carbon dioxide. And carbon dioxide is producing during a fermentation process and in case of uh, sparkling wines it is not just a simple fermentation as the wine is actually re-fermented both in a, a steel tank, closed steel tank, either a bottle. Let's consider the three typical cases uh, used for the production of a sparkling wine. Considering the most uh, simple one, which is to stop fermentation process of a, a must, that is grape juice, in a closed tank, and uh, after having stopped the fermentation process, this, this will give a sparkling wine with also a high content in sugar, of course a non-fermented sugar, uh, therefore the wine will be sparkling because of the carbon dioxide being trapped in the wine as well as a sweet wine. This is the case, for example, of Asti Spumante or even Brachetto Spumante. Then the other method used for the production of sparkling wine is not so different from the previous one. It is still in a closed tank, but this time Instead of using a grape juice or must, we are going to use a wine, table wine, and in this case, the, the re-fermentation process is allowed to go to an end, and this will give us sparkling wine with carbon dioxide and, of course, a dry wine. This method is called Charma. Uh, it is how the method is known worldwide. It should be used that the Charma method was invented by an Italian winemaker, Federico Martinotti, and then it was improved by a French Eugène Charmat, and this is why the method is named after that. But it should be said that the Charmat method is actually made of two distinct methods. The so-called Charmat method provides for a refermentation of wine in tank for no more than three months and then along Sharma uh, once again the method was invented by an Italian and uh, he provided for 
Sharma method using a closed tank, but allowing the wine to referment for uh, something uh, around three to six months. The winemaker who invented this method, the long Sharma method, is Nereo Cavazzani, who provided for a closed tank with an agitator, therefore allowing the sediments to uh, to be put in suspension, and this will bring a uh, wine with a more body and of course a higher quantity of aromas uh, in particular yeast aromas then we have another method probably the most famous one and it should be said the method producing the best quality in sparkling wine which is the Socolet classic method or uh, the French would call this the Champenois method however we are talking about the same thing and it provides for fermenting a wine in a bottle and then sealing the bottle with a cap therefore starting a new fermentation inside the bottle because the bottle is sealed the carbon dioxide cannot escape the bottle therefore it is going to be trapped in wine and this will make a sparkling wine uh, it is not of course just a matter of refermenting a wine because it should be said that uh, the longer the time uh, the wine is allowed to referment in bottle and usually the better the quality what we consider in a sparkling wine bubbles are the most important aspect in uh, sensorial evaluation of the appearance of a wine uh, however in my opinion not the only aspect that we should stress on however tasting tends to uh, pay a lot of attention in bubble this is partly because uh, by uh, observing the bubble and how they develop in the glass you can however tell the quality of the sparkling method production first of all the size of bubbles the smaller the better and the size of the bubbles are generally determined by many factors first of all the production method and the Sharma method usually makes uh, bigger bubbles whereas the classic method uh, usually gives uh, smaller bubbles but it is also a matter of time because the longer the, the classic method is going to last and uh, the, the, the smaller the size of the bubbles it is usually said that a good a uh, bubble should have a size not bigger than a pinpoint. This is of course just an arbitrary size because they just want to stress on the fact that the bubbles should be very 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 tiny bubbles. And after that we should consider the persistence of the bubbles. So uh, for how long the bubbles are going to be released from a glass, the longer the better. Just because uh, the longer the bubbles can be rele released from a glass, that means that the better was the production of the sparkling wine. However, it should be said that the release of the carbon dioxide, that is the bubbles, also depends on many factors. The glass shape, for example, and in particular the surface in which the wine is exposed to the air because the large, the bigger the surface and the quicker the releasing of carbon dioxide this also explains why uh, sparkling wines are usually served in a so-called fluid glass that is a narrow and tall 
glass having a, a, a pretty narrow surface and therefore uh, allowing a, a, a minimal contact with the air. Uh, also, temperature plays a role in the release of carbon dioxide. The higher the temperature and the quicker the release of the carbon dioxide. Uh, this also explains why sparkling wines are usually served at a low temperature, because the lower the temperature, the slower the release of carbon dioxide. However, it should be said that the lower the temperature and the less the aromas you will be perceived to the nose. After that, we can also consider the foam of a sparkling wine. And this is something that we can notice when we pour the wine on a glass. First of all, a good sparkling wine should not make a lot of foam. Uh, the more the quantity of foam and probably the worse the quality production of a sparkling wine. Uh, when you pour a wine in a glass it should easily make a foam, also abundant foam, but however the foam should last a uh, very few seconds, one to three seconds, and after that the, the foam should form a ring along the, the, the edge of the glass uh, and this is what you call the crown. This ring is usually called a crown. So you pour a wine in a glass, you can see the foam, also abundant foam, but after that, after three seconds or so, the foam should go away and leaving a crown, a ring to the edge of the glass. Besides that, we should also talk about the color of a sparkling wine. Uh, there's not much to say about the color of a sparkling wine, as it basically is the color of the base wine you use it for the production of a sparkling wine. So, the same consideration made for uh, the color of a white or rose wine are still valid for a sparkling wine. We should, however, notice that in uh, uh, classic method sparkling wines, the colors also deepen in function of time. So the longer the classic method, so the longer the wine is allowed to ferment in battle, and the deeper the color will be. Uh, this is also a matter of time, and, and in this case, the evolution of the colors follows the same criteria for any bottled wine, either white or uh, rosé. Okay, I think that for the moment it's all, and we, of course, we were going to cover the subject of sparkling wine tasting in a, in a future episode when we are going to talk about the other aspects of sensorial tasting but for the moment I think that's all and thank you for joining us in this episode of the wine taste podcast as usual my wish to you all to have good wine in moderation provided it is always quality wine Hope you will join us on the next episode of The Wine Taste. This is Antonello Biancalana. The Wine Taste Podcast.